Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to National Signing Day. Welcome back to bowl season. And with all those things in mind and more, let's talk to a man. Listen to this. In the previous 50 years, Duke football played in two bowl games. David Cutcliffe gets to Durham. And they have now been to six bowls, counting the one they'll play next Thursday against Temple, the Independence Bowl. Six bowls in the last seven seasons. Coach Cut, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. I know there are more bowls now than there were in the 60s, 70s, 80s, etc. But those numbers have to symbolize what you've done there about as well as any other numbers we could throw out there, right? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something, and I know you will really appreciate and grasp this so uh yes six in the last seven years but i can tell you this that culture uh is always precedes winning and those teams we had here that didn't go to bowl games had more to do with these bowl games than maybe the teams that earned them uh because there was a culture created at duke football there was uh, champions that you have to act like a champion before you become one. And uh, I've been thinking about that a lot uh, because that is very evident in my mind. It's a great accomplishment by our players and our coaches to do that. But, wow, do I love those guys. We won 15 games our first four years and got better every day. That's pretty cool. David Cutcliffe joining us. He is on Twitter, at David Cutcliffe, the National Coach of the Year in college football in 2013, has another bowl team this season with the Blue Devils. Coach, beyond the bowls and and the playoff that we're looking forward to and National Signing Day starting today, uh, there's the coaching carousel. And I just wonder your perspective as a man in his 11th year at Duke who spent a lot of time as the head coach at Ole Miss and a lot of time on those great Tennessee football teams. There are only six other FBS programs in our state, and four of the six have changed head coaches. You know, And meanwhile, in the ACC, one of your fellow elder statesmen, Paul Johnson, left Georgia Tech. So it's like you and Dabo as the long-in-the-tooth guys in the ACC – and in the state, I mean, you might need a program to remember who else is the head coach at these other places. Yeah, you know, um, obviously most of the time it's with, with not the choice of the coach, um, which, you know, always is sad for me. I'm in the profession. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what I would tell, let's just take the other end of the coin where coaches tend to jump and go, be careful what you wish for. I think of what I would tell any young coach that becomes a head coach or, or as an assistant before you become a head coach, is you find a place that fits you, fits your personality, fits your goals, and um, those are the places you stay. This is a great institution. It's a great area to live. We all know that. But um, I wish more coaches would understand that. And more, I think we struggle a little bit within the hiring process. you got more ADs that throw a company in there to do this when I think you should try to find the same way in reverse. Find somebody that fits your program, fits the profile of what you're looking for, and then you got a, you know, a good marriage both ways. And um, I'm blessed. You know that, David. I'm really blessed to be here for 11 years, and I hope that the good Lord allows me to continue for a long time. We can think just in terms of common sense when it comes to your bowl against Temple next Thursday or, or this six bowls in seven years. 
obviously that make it gives recruits one more reason to find Duke a compelling place to be. Not just you, not just the great university. Everybody likes bowl games. Um, beyond that, we always read about the extra practices. H- how do you put into you know layman's language? the importance of this year-round calendar where you get these 15 extra practices and an extra game where I guess it's about a third of FBS football doesn't have a game to play. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing difference. Um, our evaluation now with the early signing period today, it's, it's not as critical as far as reevaluating the people you signed. But we've done a little scrimmaging with our, our guys that are redshirting, a lot of our freshman scholarship players, some non-scholarship players that are, have some promise. You, you get that out of it, uh, but yet now we've already signed a class uh, today. But you also, uh, we're evaluating the conditioning level. You know, you got these big linemen that have redshirted, and it's, it's time to really get going. And I tell them right now, hey, I don't see that shirt on you anymore. It's time to roll. And um, you do that 15 practices over four years, that's that's four more spring practices is what that amounts to. We're allowed 15 days of spring ball. And if you're smart, you're not trying to beat your team up. You're trying to work your team. Man, do you get better. And so it does. Once you start that cycle, uh, you're on to something special. As you're the picture of stability on the Duke sideline come the Independence Bowl in Shreveport against Temple next Thursday, the Owls are kind of a symbol of the chaos of the coaching carousel, right? We have Jeff Collins has left Temple to take the head coaching job at Georgia Tech, so you'll have to deal with him in a different capacity every year starting next year. Manny Diaz, who you know from Miami, has left the Canes to take the Temple job, but he's not even the guy you'll be dealing with next Thursday. It's an interim head coach named Ed Foley. By any chance, did you see the viral video when interim Temple head coach Ed Foley stood behind the podium in Shreveport, Louisiana, and sounded like the most excited person, you know, in the history of Shreveport, Louisiana, did you see that video? Well, I, well, I heard it live. So, oh yeah, uh, you were there, right? Well, I didn't get to go because we couldn't get out in a private place uh-huh. to get there because of weather. You you do recall right, the right. I know, but because uh, that was on the Monday, you know, right. Um, but. Um, He's got a lot of enthusiasm. There's no question. <laughs> I don't know whether Coach Collins is taking him to Georgia Tech. You know, but you mentioned the changes. Let me let me tell you, Temple Temple's been good a while. But I coached against Al Golden after he left there. Yeah, I coached against Steve Adagio. I coached mm. against uh, Matt Rule. Um, now we obviously will be coaching against Coach Collins. Uh, I have coached previously, as you mentioned, against Manny Diaz. I should become the temple expert, you know. Um, and um, I, I tell you this about Ed Foley. Ed Foley's been there through three or four head coaches, 11 years. Um, when you watch their special teams, you see well-coached. And so he's got a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm. Anybody that saw that uh, realizes that. But they, they, they put their, their, their best foot forward in his group. I think they're great in the area of special teams. You've probably heard of the Kevin Bacon rule of six degrees of separation when it comes to movies. Yeah. Uh, there, there might be like a David Cutcliffe two degrees of separation when it comes to football coaches, given what you just described there with Temple. 
Well, uh, it's it's crazy, you know. It really is. It, <laughs> it's funny when you stay somewhere long enough, you know. Uh, Dabo actually, you know, of course, got his job at, at the end of the interim little part he had. Yeah. So every coach that was here when when we took this job has been is gone. It's crazy. So, yeah. When we came in, uh, Tommy Bowden was the head coach at Clemson, um, and so it's been pretty bizarre in that regard. And I have to shake my head. And and I, like I said, those things get to me. Uh, because I think about the houses having to be sold and children yeah. changing schools. You, you know, you're like me. It's all about our, our families. And um, so I hate that. I yeah. really do. And I haven't talked to Paul. I've been texting with him. Uh, but, but you know, I want to just make sure his health is okay. And, yeah. You know, I called Larry Fedora after uh, that Sunday night. You know, he's a good man and a good friend. And I know his Oh, his son and his wife real well. So it's a difficult business, and but we, but we all signed up for it. That, um, that's really cool, Coach, that you actually you know called Coach Fedora at sort of a time of need, reaching across the Duke-Carolina rivalry. Uh, by the way, Paul Johnson, whenever you do get in touch with him, he's a happy guy. He's going to watch his daughter as an opera singer. He's going to play some golf. He's going to travel the world with his wife. You're going to be happy for him. Well, uh, but, but what can Susan are good friends. Okay. I've heard his daughter sing. Yes. So I, I just want to make sure that it's truly on his terms. My wife talked to Susan and she said, yes, it, it was. And so I was glad to hear that. Real quickly, what can you share about your exchange with Coach Fedora? Because most fans would be surprised that that phone call even took place. Well, I've been there, so I know exactly how I was feeling. You know, I don't even know what to do tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, and the only thing I know, and, and this is what I felt, and I may have told him wrong, but I said, just make sure that you get eyeball to eyeball with your children and let them know you're okay. Because they're more worried about their yeah. daddy than you might think. And I said, Christy's a strong lady. I know she will be fine. But, you know, every day it gets a little better. And what else can you say to a man that, that has that happen? You know, so that was the best I could do. Last thing for David Cutcliffe. He is the 11th year head coach at Duke, and he is a two-time ACC Coach of the Year. Devils against Temple next Thursday, Shreveport in the Independence Bowl. It's a 130 kick on ESPN. Since today's National Signing Day, we won't get into the details of your signees, but can you tell us, is the new approach where we have this period in mid-December and then again the other one in February, is it better than the old way? It is for me. I love it because what it does, I mean, our class today, we reviewed every individual in every aspect yesterday, uh, just about them. How are we going to manage them best? Where are their strengths? Where are their weaknesses? But you're talking about some good people. Good gracious, you know. I know they make us better with their personalities, with their character, um, and, and I'm thrilled. I'm really thrilled. This class is a strong, little beggar. We only signed 16 people a year ago, and that was a great class athletically yeah. as well. So this is this bodes well for Duke in the future. David Cutcliffe, good luck against Temple, Coach. And as always, thank you for the time. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the rest. You've been a special part of our show again in 2018. 
Well, I will talk to you next year for sure, right? Amen. I'm not. Right. I'm like you. I'm old school. I turned down all those high-paying jobs in other parts of the country. Well, we need <laughs> you right here, brother. Believe me, okay? Thanks, Coach. Great all to right. hear your voice. DJ, take care. <laughs> At David Cutcliffe on Twitter, it is the Blue Devils against Temple next Thursday, 1.30. Shreveport, Louisiana, I mentioned, it's not a place I would go out of my way to visit. You'd have to be a really loyal Duke football fan beyond being a friend of a player or coach, beyond being a family member, et cetera. You got to be a really loyal Duke football fan to go to Shreveport, Louisiana. It's the Temple Owls against the Duke Blue Devils, 1.30 next Thursday, two days after Christmas on ESPN. The Blue Devils had a good national signing day. We'll tell you more about the usual suspects nationally and closer to home who at least finished well in the rankings. Some of you roll your eyes at such things, but I've been around long enough to tell you that whereas they can be wildly incorrect from time to time, just remember that 16 straight national champions in college football, 16 in a row, had at least one top 10 recruiting class on their roster at the time they won it all. Most had multiple top 10 recruiting classes on their roster at the time they won it all. And in case you were wondering, all four of this year's finalists, Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama, and Oklahoma, all four have at least one top 10 recruiting class on the roster as they head into those national semifinal games later this month. So, yes, wildly inconsistent when it comes to ranking players, when it comes to ranking classes. Yes, of course, you can poke holes in them, but... If you want to compete for a national title, you better sign a national top 10 class at least uh, every once in a while. David Cutcliffe of Duke uh, had a good year, according to the gurus, uh, as he's been become known for in his 11 seasons with the Blue Devils. 1-800-849-2761. More on National Signing Day. More of your phone calls. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show.